This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. future we're talking real money hi this is tom cock you may have heard the expression think globally act locally and that was really more about the environment but frankly it works for investing too it works for companies it works for communities and it works for you as an investor why am i talking about today well because so many of you are calling us saying hey guys why are you recommending these doggy international stocks? All you got to do is buy the big five, right? And you make a lot of money. In fact, I think I recently learned that the big five stocks, FANG, whatever you want to call them today, are up about 50% this year, 50%. The rest of the market is about breaking even. So over the last 10 years, you're looking at these numbers and you're saying, well, if I was just all in the U.S., especially all in large U.S. companies, I did way better than being globally diversified. But let's talk about this. I don't want you to let recency bias, that is where you favor recent events over historical ones, confuse you. Okay, the last 10 years, first of all, yeah, they've been really, really, really great for U.S. stocks. In fact, phenomenal for large U.S. stocks, the Standard & Poor's. 500 up about 12% a year annually through the middle of this year versus international stocks, especially value, especially emerging markets have only made about five. Wow. Why would I want to own the ones that have only made five when I could have owned the ones that made 12? Well, the 10 years before that, the kind of lost decade, you may remember 2000 through 2009 annualized returns for the S and P 500 a negative 0.095, a negative. And yet you could have owned other things like international small cap value made 13.5% a year. Emerging markets index up almost 11% a year. International market-wide value index up 7% a year. So being in that global portfolio ended up making you about 5% a year instead of actually losing money just being in the S&P 500. Okay, that doesn't convince you? Well, let's talk about the other advantages to being internationally, globally diversified. And that does bring me to diversification. When you have a globally diversified portfolio, you can hold somewhere around 13,000 stocks. I think in the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, you hold about 9,000. It's less than half of that when you're just in the U.S. More diversification should mean less risk, and it's meant less volatility over time, less up and down, because not, as we just showed you, not does everything move up and down in lockstep. Number two, you do get currency diversification, so your money has been redenominated as one as euros, all those other currencies. And yes, the U.S. dollar has been great of late. That might not be the case for the next 10 years or 20 years. We don't know. You're simply spreading it around. 
Another point, you participate in local economies. Most of the returns of international stocks do not come from Microsoft selling goods and services in another country. They come from the local activity. Sometimes that local activity can far outstrip the United States. It's not been the case recently, but that could change very, very easily. And when you do go globally diversified, what you do is you allocate your money, you expose your investments to a properly market cap weighted portfolio. In other words, if you looked at the value of companies around the globe, a little more than half of that value is in the U.S., a little less than half of that value is outside. And so you're simply saying, I'm going to put my money where those companies are. We don't know what the next 10 years will look like, but let's talk about a real life story that I think tells this so very, very well, because let's go back to 1990. I'm old enough to remember that. My oldest son was born in 1990. And for those of us old enough to remember, we can remember it was all about Japan. Japan's manufacturing principles were being used around the globe. In fact, right here in the United States of America, Japan were, they were buying companies outside the U.S., buying properties around the world. Japan was really at the fore, and they'd come off a 20-year run in the Nikkei that was phenomenal, way better performance than the U.S. stock market had had. Most people in Japan had most of their money invested in Japanese stocks. The Nikkei in 1990 was trading at about 39000 you know where it is today? 23,000. Let me say the numbers again. 39,000 in 1990, today at about 23. Now that's a loss of about a third of your money over 30 years, a long time to see your money down by a third, 30 years. Could it happen here? Well, I'm not predicting it, but by having all of your money in the U.S., you're taking that risk. I want to spread it around the globe. I don't know what country, I don't know what company will be great next. Own stocks as they are valued around the globe. Do not have a home bias. Do not suffer from recency bias. Easy to do that, by the way. We do talk about Vanguard's VTWAX. Fidelity's got two very fine funds that you can put together to own a global portfolio as well. And again, thinking globally, acting locally makes sense, not just for the environment, but for investors as well. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Powell. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.